Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. breakout room oh i did not mean to start recording but okay this is this is this is so fair after what happened the last time i it didn't give the pop-up like usually you have to click like okay that's what i was telling you last time happened to me when i did it in my zoom the first time we have to keep this in just because we did the explanation last time Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFiera. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly of Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, you're reacclimating to recording Zooms, so I have to run to class in a little bit. Yes, I am. Um, we got Team of the Week. It's Thursday. Uh, I mean, if Week 19 power rankings was Monday, I'm going to assume this is Week 19, even though on our doc it says 18 here. Who knows? It's Team of the Week. We got a couple Um, Week 13s in there, so. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's okay. Um, We're going to get right into it. We are under a small time crunch, but worst case, LJ leaves, and you guys get to hear me wax poetic about whatever. So, um, LJ, we are in total agreement on the starting pitcher for this week and you even made this guy your player of the week uh so i'm gonna let you take it away yep our pitcher of the week will be a starter this time around and it's going to be spencer strider over the last 
seven days. Yeah, this is two starts, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Over the last seven days, his September has been nothing short of terrific. He pitched eight innings on the first against Colorado, struck out 16 batters, and only allowed two hits. Followed this up with six innings, two earned, nine strikeouts. This is just crazy stuff. This is more than just crazy stuff. This is the type of stuff that clinches a rookie of the year. And it's crazy because his teammate, Michael Harris, is also playing out of his mind in like the past week as well. So you would think like, yeah, this clinches rookie of the year until you look at what his uh, own teammate is doing. They're just both unbelievable. This Braves pitching staff, Strider's got four and a half war. Max Freed right now, I mean, is is he second in NL Cy Young voting? Is, is Strider third? I mean, you're talking probably two of the top four finishers. I mean, off the top of my head without even looking at anything, it's Alcantara, Freed, Strider, Zach Gallen. I mean, I hope I'm not missing anyone huge there in the National League, but you're talking – what Spencer Strider did against the Rockies the other night was flat out unbelievable. One of the best fastball grades. I mean, he has an 80 fastball grade, and that that certainly shows. Has well overperformed what a lot of scouts thought that he was going to be able to do. I mean, especially in his rookie year. And um, dude is nasty. And uh, I obviously picked him. The Braves are just... It, it seems like every week it's something new with them, a new young player, a new something that's just it's just a bright spot for them. Yeah, it's – and again, I was thinking about it earlier. We talk about this. We talk about the pitching and the pitching depth. We cannot forget that this is still the best infield in the league. Yeah. If they keep it together. Yeah. Yeah, we're – we're talking the best, maybe second best, with the Dodgers. Easily top, th- top three group when you consider Olsen, Swanson, Riley. I mean, you have three guys in your infield alone this year that have contended for MVPs in the past, and that's without Ozzy Albies, who at one point you were considering your locked-on second-best player on this entire team. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, a guy I'm going to get to in a little bit, Vaughn Grisham ain't half bad either at second base, so. No, it's going to, yeah, exactly. It's going to turn it into a ridiculous outfield as well. They've got a situation where once they lock up Dansby or a very, very suitable replacement, they're going to be set for at least five years. Every position is going to be locked in except maybe dh you know i'm i'm a big william Contreras fan it's hard not to be so even if you don't want to resign darno i'm completely happy with Contreras slotting in as the catcher for a very long time you're going to have that outfield set up infield we already spoke to it it's this is one of the better positions a team's been in especially one that's already gone and won the whole thing they already know what they're doing and it's clearly not unreasonable to see them get back there. It's not like the Dodgers who have had 
varying success levels of success and certainly haven't had this much consistent star power coming up with them plenty of talent but i think this is just a level above what the braves have been able to add year after year to this team internally they haven't had to go out and seek out those dodger-esque trades and that's what's been putting the dodgers that little edge over the top on teams is being able to go and get Trey Turner's and Max Scherzer's and the crazy deals without that, without those trades, they don't win a world series. This team's already done it without that. And that's why it's more repeatable, but let's go ahead and move on down the line. We're going to go with the catchers here. And I'm going to start this off with Adley Rutschman 0.7 war this week slashes 357, 438, 679 with two home runs, seven RBIs. Brandon, is this the first time he's made a team of the week? Because it I can't remember another week with Adley Rutschman, but he's definitely always been there. He's he's a hundred percent always been there. And it, you know, we talked earlier, I think a couple weeks ago, we were doing comparisons between Julio Rodriguez and Adley Rutschman. It's still just as hard to figure out <laughs> which guy to give the rookie of the year to. Um, I, I guess now I'm leaning a little towards Julio, but this week from Adley was uh, certainly very impressive. And I mean, played eight games, LJ, eight games. It's it's nuts. Um, I take Cal Raleigh. Just hit, he just rakes. Um, didn't even qualify with the amount of plate appearances he had. And still had the best war out of every catcher this week. 18 plate appearances, four homers, nine RBIs. You're talking an 11.1% walk percentage, the exact same as the strikeout percentage. Uh, 353 weighted runs created plus and 0.7 war for the Seattle catcher. Absolutely. Moving down the line, we're going to go ahead to the first baseman. A position that was kind of interesting this week, certainly from a defensive standpoint, not a lot going, except our, it feels almost natural for them to have just some random guy pop up every couple weeks, maybe every couple months. Colorado's Michael Taglia gets the spot for me this week. 0.2 war, positive, very much positive defensive value. Of course, actually, yeah, he is by far the best among first basemen, and I think the best defensive performance of the week slashes 250 308 542 the home run and five rbis over that stretch in play seven uh yeah actually among, like the play seven among all players he had the second best defensive performance behind ryan kreidler of the tigers never heard of him but um yeah i go with nate lau uh raked once again this guy is turning into one of the most underrated players in the league just because he plays on the rangers two homers uh 16.7 percent walk percentage you're talking a slash line of 400 500 680 for 0.5 war that puts his season war at 2.8 um dude is really really good and just a fantastic hitter if the defense could get a little better, uh, I mean, this guy you're talking could maybe even slide into 
what I would consider like a top 10 first base rankings, but I just can't justify him with the defense. But Raked this week, love his approach at the plate um, and definitely a name that I want people to keep uh, watching out for because he's really, really good. I know we're on a time crunch, but I do want to bring this up because I just noticed it. We want to talk about how there's three legitimate first or semi-legitimate first baseman rookies on the Rockies this year that have all had fleeting moments of fame. This yeah. is the third time it's happened, and that's why I mentioned it before. Because I'm like, this this feel I feel like I've seen this somewhere before. And of course, the whole season starts with Connor Joe lighting things up. He's the fantasy superstar in particular for a hot minute. At this point, he's now through 450 plate appearances. He's got six homers, six stolen bases, and an on-base percentage of 344. Then we had Alurius Montero. Um, gosh, how long ago was that? Not, Granted, he's a he's a proper. You picked in- him. You picked him two weeks ago as your first baseman for Player of the Week. As my first baseman, yeah. Again. This is a guy, he's going to give you first and third, so that's a little, certainly I think he probably plays a little more value than Joe does, but so far, so far so good on his behalf. 133 plate appearances so far, five homers, and but only an on-base percentage of 278, so lots of room to grow there. And then, of course, you've got Michael Taglia, 24 years old, just made He's on 34 plate appearances, so he's only been up less than a month at this point. Yeah. Um, if, like, one of those guys could actually stick with Colorado, that would be great. Uh, Toglia, though, LJ, this is – he just made his MLB debut. He's only played nine games in the majors. So, for the switch – I mean, that was their first-round pick in 2019. Maybe this is the guy that they're really hoping is going to stick. Um but yeah, moving on, second base, I go with another Brave, kind of the theme of my team this week. Lots of guys from the Braves. I mean, it makes sense. They didn't. They haven't lost since we did this last week. Um, Vaughn Grisham. You know, LJ was talking, yeah, Ozzy Albies, a fantastic player. You could have argued, like, even last year that he was the second best player on the team at some point. Vaughn Grisham, since he got called up from double A, has been playing exceptional. And the stats this week certainly show it. Uh, Leads all second baseman and waiter runs created plus and war. Two homers, six RBIs, slashes 476, 542, 857, and 24 plate appearances. Uh yeah, I mean, we just talked about Atlanta. Everyone knows how much I like Alex Anthopoulos, their GM. And, uh, I mean, this kid's 21 years old, LJ. Yeah, and, you know, it's too early. I think it is probably too early to say this, but with doing this at 21, as long as he doesn't have some dramatic falling off of his career, I think two years from now, when we do our position rankings over the winter, he's going to be the top left fielder. You know, mm. that's you're not going to, with the production he's put up right now, he has very much earned a spot in this lineup if he can 
you know, if he can defend another position past second base, which the only one open is left field, obviously you're not going to, you're going to take Ozzy over Vaughn any day. But so far through 100 plate appearances, this has been an incredibly productive group. This is something that the team has talked about quite a bit, moving him to left field. And with the power, with the speed that he's given you so far, there's no one else like him in the left field. As we talk about how weak it is time and time again, he could be the difference there. LJ, at second base, you went with Tommy Edmond? I did go with Tommy Edmond. Um, this is a pretty predictable pick at this point, I feel like. Two home runs, six RBIs. He doesn't walk or strike out this week, but that doesn't stop him from batting 409 with 0.6 war. And great defense, of course, from Tommy Edmond. Oh, of course. It, it's what you, you come to expect. Just like a hidden piece there on the Cardinals that no one really talks about. He he keeps that team together, in my opinion. He holds them together. Oh, certainly. Again, and you're talking about, especially when you consider him playing that side of the infield, you know, you're probably compensating a little more to your left than the average second baseman based on who is playing first for that group. <laughs> yeah. Either way, this is a group that, you know, you get get a little more experience, get that shortstop up there. Who Who is the, the name I'm blanking on right now? Mason Wynn. Thank you. Um, Mason Wynn, get him the time, get him the ABs, and all of a sudden this legitimately, as long as, as long as Paul Goldschmidt doesn't fall off a cliff in the next two years, we're talking about another clear consensus top five infield. And it's very easy to keep this group together. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally agree with you on that. Uh, on to third base, I'm going to take a New York Met who finally turned it around. Eduardo Escobar, uh, you know, finally showing a little power, what the Mets wanted out of this guy. Seven, I'll plays all seven games this week, three homers, six RBIs. Slash is 455, 50864 uh for 0.6 war. Um, you know, it was it was a tough choice for the Mets because there was a point where LJ, I don't think I'm wrong to say it, Luis Guillorme was the better option to roll out there at third base. I think you still have a very strong claim that it is the better option to get out there at first third base. And I think Eduardo Escobar is finally, you know, maybe he's gotten that humility to realize it, that even though I am the free agent acquisition, my spot isn't that safe, especially now you've given the guy enough time. It's winning time. You're going to put the best guy out there, and he needs to prove right now while Guillaume's out that he is the best option and that it shouldn't look the other way. Because personally, I still might take him. Depending on the depending on the line the lineup, I would I could still take it there. You went with a Red Sox at third. I did go with a Red Sox at third. I'm going with Rafi Devers, of course. Walks in 16 percent of his plate appearances over six games. Drives in seven RBIs with or seven runs with a slash line of 30, 33, 440, 524. 
this is another classic Raffi week at the office. And, you know, this guy's going to get undercut. We already know for any sort of MVP talk. It's not right. It's just going to happen with the way Judge, the way Judge's season's gone and then Otani, they're just going to suck up all of the hype for the rest of this year. That's kind of just the way it's going to go. I'm not saying he should win it, but the talk around it, I feel like, isn't including enough names at this point in the year, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, no. I mean, like, obviously, Judge and Otani in some order are going to finish 1-2, but I feel like it's very... Uh, you say that now, but you got people like Ben Verlander who want to spread their spread propaganda because um, his brother pitches for the Astros and he hates the Yankees. But besides that, um, you know, like finishing third in the MVP is a very admirable thing to do. Ask Jose Ramirez. We love that man. And that's what he loves doing is finishing there in the top three of MVP voting. This, like, the race for three, four, five in the AL MVP is still wide open, in my opinion. And you're right. Rafi Devers is a name that definitely should be in that conversation. Um, and speaking of guys that need to be in that conversation, I'm not just trying to do a Homer Red Sox thing right now, but I have been hearing a lot of this question. We talked about it like a week ago. Has Does Xander's lack of home runs diminish his market value? This is still a guy who's going to finish with six and a half war. Yeah. And no one talks about it. Every single year, this guy does this. The greatest shortstop in Red Sox history does this every single time where he doesn't put up the flashy home run numbers, but he finds ways to give so much value here. It's insane. Xander Bogarts is better than Nomar? Easily. Wow. I made that call two years ago without question. Nomar's age 23 to 26, he put up 27.7 war, which is like seven war a year. Xander's good. I mean, I'm a big Nomar supporter. I I always thought that Nomar, you know, you look at that. I mean, he blew Jeter out of the water in some of those years. It wasn't even close. So in some of those years, I agree. But, you know, look at, you know, maybe look past 23 to 26. Yeah. I look at, I look at Xander's long, Xander's longevity. It's really more, the other thing to do is greatest shortstop in Red Sox history. Everything outside of Boston should be 100% irrelevant. Right. The fact of the matter is, this is a Xander Bogarts who is going to have been in Boston longer. And I'm not sure in terms of war, what would it surprise me if he had outproduced 41 maybe he didn't outproduce but you look at the consistency of the defense and the two-time world series champion that legacy is much stronger in my eyes very fair point i mean you bring in the championships and you know sander bogart's obviously main piece of two of them um all right on to left field where or sorry shortstop shortstop um forgot how to count we both went with Bobachet. i picked Bobachet as my player of the week had three homers the other day stepped up with a chance to hit number four lined out to the center fielder 
Um, but I'm, you know, in total seven games, five homers, 14 RBIs. So you're talking an average of two RBIs per game over the last week. 516, 545, 1.097 uh, slash line, and 1.2 war for Bo Bichette. And what is another great season for him? Only age 24. Um, I know LJ is not the biggest Bo Bichette fan, but you definitely can't, you know, overlook what, what, what he's done. You know, there's, you know, I feel like there is a lot of Bo Bichette haters out there. And he plays on Toronto, which, I mean, I I certainly don't like that. But, you know, I can't deny that that the dude is really, really good. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, he's really good at baseball. Um, Yeah, here's my take on the whole situation. I don't necessarily hate Bo Bichette. Or I would, let me... Put it this way, I wouldn't hate Bo Bichette if it weren't for the way the Bo Bichette fans acted. His fan base definitely one of the most toxic in, uh, in baseball. And that's really why I think his legacy and his reputation is kind of getting hurt in this now, his fourth year. That's not necessarily his fault that things are going like this and it really numbers wise he hasn't had much of a dip but this is a guy who got so hyped up about taking this next big leap and how great he was over the offseason by both his fans and the people who listened too often to his fans this is a guy who everyone was expecting just penciling in to be a six war guy an mvp contender this year and then all of a sudden he comes up flat more than flat i would say of those expectations way shy of them not necessarily bad but just an above average shortstop he was a good shortstop i wouldn't say he was anything amazing but he was good that's all you really needed out of him and that's i don't have any problem with him being that i still respect him at that especially at 24 where you have so much more time to develop but the difference between people expecting him to be a six and a half war 140 OPS guy and him being the two war 110 OPS plus guy that he was two weeks ago really I think turned a lot of people off to him unfairly just because the expectations were too high going in let's also yeah let's keep in mind too his numbers are now about on pace you know he's only four percent off his career track with all of that from a hitting hitting number standpoint most of that comes from this week. He's, he went into this week at a yeah. 112. And not only that, but real quick, don't forget where this guy was going in fantasy drafts, LJ. It was first round. It was li- literally like first round, one of the first shortstops taken. This guy went from a six-war season last year. To, he maybe gets three this week, this year. And... I'm not sure whether it's going to leave public opinion on Boba Shet. It's going to leave it too low, and it's all because it was way too high. Well, on the left field, I really don't have much of an opinion. Um, that's why I just kind of went with like a little bit of a joke of a pick. I mean, the guy had a good week, but we're going to go with Ozuna from the Braves. Um, 
yeah, he hit a home run, 438, 471, 688 slash line. Of course, terrible defense is is a part of the package as well um, with Marcelo Zuna. And, um, yeah, 0.3 war. I just uh, – I struggle to, to figure out what, what the Braves' whole point is here with him. Like, yeah, you're paying him, so I guess that's why he's on the roster, but – not a good look to just keep rolling it's them out. Not a, it's not a good look, but from a baseball standpoint, I guess I see it. You know, look, you're never going to get the fan base's respect again. And no. that's just going to make a nightmare media-wise for a while. But generally, they didn't want to go break the bank to try to read. Like, their whole outfield reload last year was catching lightning in a bottle. And you they know they can't catch that twice. Yeah. At the, end, at the end of the day, he is probably the most productive guy you can put in there every day at minimum in terms of upside. I'm not going to act like 222-270-402 is a good slash line. It's fine. It could be a lot better. But getting 21 home runs out of him, I'm going to live with that based on who else I have on this team that could replace him there. This, this is going to be something that again, you know, once Ozzy Albies gets healthy, you know, you're not going to have him around. I don't think you have him around next season, but there's no better option during mid season than Marcelo Zuna for this Braves team. I'm going to say my farewells after this spot. I'm going to go with back-to-back weeks. Give me Stone Garrett of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He only gets into seven to three games, seven plate appearances. This isn't my MO to go with a guy like this, but this is another week, week, week for the left fielders. Somehow over three, seven plate appearances, he manages to nearly make the same impact as any other hitter that has played left field this week. Finishes with a Slash line of 500, 1.167 slugging with a home run and two runs scored. Again, he didn't do much, but he did almost as much as everyone else at his position with very minimal attempts. All right, LJ. That's, that's yeah. not even two starts. Mind you. So oh, played it. Absolutely love to see that. Um, LJ. Have fun at class. Have fun. We will uh, talk tomorrow. I will finish this up and give your picks. Should be no longer than three or four minutes. But see ya. Have a good one. See you manana. All right. In center field, LJ takes Mike Trout. I take Aaron Judge. We'll run through their stats quick. Easily the top two choices here for the week. Trout, 375, 444. 917 slash line for 0.7 war. He had four home runs. Judge, four home runs. Uh, 26% walk rate's been crazy what they've been what they've been doing. Pitchers just really don't want to face him, and I don't blame them, blame them. 421, 577, 1.158 for Judge, another 0.9 war for him. Right field. LJ takes, oh, LJ and I both take Dalton Varsho who continues to rake for the Diamondbacks, five homers, 
333, 348.1.048 slugging, and he ends up with 0.6 war. So love to see that. Um, one of the few players that's really been productive for Arizona this year. Also, Christian Walker, just wanted to give him a shout out. Saw he's over 30 home runs. Um, definitely, you know, of course, because these guys playing small markets, you don't hear about them a lot. But Christian Walker's definitely been really good. Um, so there's that. And then for DH, we both landed on Justin Turner. Um, you know, I thought about picking him for third, but I wanted to give Eduardo Escobar his his uh, credit. Turner had a great week uh, in, in what has been, you know, kind of a weird year for Justin Turner. Um, he's still 2.3 war, but you're just not hearing about him. The defense has definitely starting to slip. I mean, the guy's 37. So to even have a 124 way to runs create a plus is fantastic. Two homers, seven RBIs, 526, 583, 1.053 slug for 0.7 war for the Dodgers veteran third baseman. But I believe that's it. One last time, Strider, LJ goes with for his player of the week. I go with Bo Bichette. Um, thank you for listening. Be back tomorrow. Um, yeah, follow us Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And we'll see it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply. For my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov slash PACT.